0: Enfoncez bien votre carte Ou faire le numéro que vous désirez obtenir Hello Hey, it's Keith Oh, hi
1: Sorry, this is uh, this is not the best setup ever Can you hear me okay?
0: Yeah, you just said I'm going to turn down this television though Because it's kind of loud Sure Okay how are you feeling?
1: Not bad, so I was just doing some laundry, and this really is like the land of payphones. It's crazy. I'm just This is just this random parking lot, and I'm like, oh, there's a payphone. Like, while I'm waiting for the dryer, I'll call home. And the phone wasn't working, but then I saw there was another payphone across the parking lot. I'm like, man, it's just funny that Quebec just does its own thing. They're like, they don't care that everyone else is getting rid of payphones. There's so many payphones here. Good for them. Yeah, so a lot quieter than uh, last time when I called you from the subway.
0: So are you going to stay in Montreal at the end of the
1: month or are you moving on? Uh, yeah, I've already got things booked for, uh, so September 5th. So not quite, just because the month fell on the weekend. So, uh, and, oh you know, yeah,
0: and Labor Day weekend.
1: And it's just, yeah, unnecessarily expensive to take trains and stuff on the weekend. And it makes no difference to me. So I kind of bumped it forward to September 5th. And then I've got, uh, I think I've got things booked in Toronto until early... Uh, mid mid mid-october i guess i don't know toronto is a pain in the ass like every other city if you're ahead of the curve you can find really good cheap deals on airbnb but toronto is just expensive no matter what like it's like double the price of here and uh i basically i guess it kind of worked out in a way because i was trying to find cheaper places and uh i almost got this place on the danforth but the reviews were kind of bad and uh and the guy ended up saying it wasn't available. And then that's where that shooting happened. <laughs> like, yeah. right after that. So I'm like, man, I'm glad I didn't... I mean, obviously, there's not going to be another shooting on the Danforth. But it was just creepy. I'm like, man, I'm glad I didn't stay there. So instead, I just booked this place that I've been to before in the Beaches neighborhood. Which is, like, one of the few nice neighborhoods in Toronto. And it's expensive. It's much more expensive than here. But there's kind of... There's just no way around it. Toronto's just expensive. So, geez, I do not even. I was what say. I'll
0: do is we didn't put, we put money in your bank account like earlier last month rather than, uh, so I'll do the same thing this time.
1: Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got things booked already, so I've got the train ticket and uh, the place set. But yeah, it's like, I guess because I'm booking so far in advance, I am kind of out of money. <laughs> but everything's set up, so it's, you know, it's all good. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, I'll be in Toronto for a bit. I don't know. I don't have that really planned out, but I'm guessing I'll probably hang around there till around christmas time and probably come back to Fredericton. That's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking right now. But I'll keep you updated. So, speaking of, I mean, I guess, I guess we might as well just get it out of the way. Speaking of shootings, <laughs> I guess that's the news, right? In friggin' Fredericton.
0: Well, yeah, yeah yeah
1: I really don't know what there is to say about it it's just weird though because I've been outside of Toronto so much now that uh, you know I'm starting to get that outsider view of Toronto like there was a, a restaurant that got bombed last year near pretty near my old neighborhood when I lived at Islington Station it's only a bit further than that in Mississauga and then there was that shooting on the Danforth and I was really starting to get that outsider perspective of Toronto of like man Toronto does suck it really is fucked up what's going on and then, as though like the universe wanted to like show me that Toronto is just like everywhere else, suddenly we have a shooting in little tiny Fredericton. It's like what the shit! <laughs> like no one expected that.
0: No, but if but if there hadn't been two cops killed yet, I mean we have shootings here.
1: <laughs> Do we though? Like when's the last? I'm trying to think. I mean I know there's like gun events, <laughs> but I don't remember people really getting killed anytime recently.
0: In well, maybe not recently. Well, so I guess th-
1: you're right. There was that shooting in Moncton. That's close enough.
0: Yeah. Well, that was those those three, and that guy was, uh, yeah, he was he was out roaming around taking pot shots. This was one just in an apartment building, and the guy was. I don't know why. I don't know why he. I don't know if he knew those people, or he was just anybody. If it, it was random, nobody's that nobody's ever said anything. I'm sure that'll come out eventually. They'll. But it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty dramatic. It was. Uh, it was like too much, though. I right. felt the same thing when the Moncton shootings went on. My God, it, it was just such drama.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that is just how the news is in North America. It's super sensationalized. So, I mean, yeah, it's just what they do. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, it is just... I mean, it is kind of creepy because it is pretty close to, you know, your place. <laughs> not that far away. Well, especially <laughs> like,
0: if, I mean, if, if the guy knew these people and was out to get them, okay, well, that's different. At least there's a motive. Right. But if it's just kind of random and they were just the people who happened to be in the parking lot, and it could have been anybody. could have been somebody out maybe going for an early walk, somebody going to work, maybe somebody taking their dog out to have a pee... You know, that's where it gets kind of scary, because then, I mean, how do you protect yourself against something like that? You're not even on guard.
1: Yeah, and I guess for anyone who doesn't follow Canadian news, yeah, it was just some guy was shooting from his apartment window, and he killed uh, two people and two, like, two civilians and two police officers, and then they they shot him, but he didn't die, so I guess we'll see. We'll see what comes out of it, but I mean, yeah, like... It is one of those things that it's like, I don't know, what do you say? It's just a, just a thing, just a random thing that happens.
0: But it's no more, it's, it's, well, I get, you, you just compare, everything's relative. I mean, Toronto was so much bigger that that's why it happens in place like that. But, you know, you get those bunch of people sitting in just in a restaurant. Yeah. And the guy just, you know, that was just random. That was just anybody. And the guy with the, with the van there who was, who ran down a whole bunch of people.
1: Yeah, that was just a little while ago, too. That's right.
0: Yeah, that was only a couple of months back. And, and again, he was just, you know, uh, apparently kind of picking w- more women out than men. But he, he, but, he, but he ran over a bunch of men, too. And, uh, you know, just kind of went off the
1: rails. Man, it's so weird, too, where I still just, I don't know, I just have this, like, idea from 1980s action movies in my brain. Where, like, it just seems weird to me that like two police show up on the scene and they just are killed like i don't know i have this dumb idea in my head that you can take a bullet and not die (laughs) which is obviously not true but i'm just like thinking like i don't know are bullets that bad i guess they are i mean i don't know well you have to wonder like
0: i mean I, i don't know nobody said whether they were wearing their flat gear
1: yeah i can't imagine they were prepared at all because it is just tiny you know like East Coast, Canada, like there's... uh, I'm sure they were more surprised than anybody. Like there's just... Yeah, like I can't imagine that they even go through regular protocol, really. They're probably just strolling up to this apartment without a care in the world. Well,
0: I don't know, because Jesus... You know, I've seen them come and do arrests around. Jesus, there's always a ton of them, and they are all dressed to the nines.
1: Oh, and maybe it's the opposite then? Yeah, they're just like bored small-town cops (laughs) and they overdo Uh, it? uh,
0: So, you know, but nobody's saying anything about whether they were you know whether they geared up when they went or they just were you know jumped in their cars and off they went uh you know
1: yeah it was weird and,
0: and, and we've got now this great big armored vehicle that i don't know how much money that cost <laughs> but where was it
1: <laughs> right well yeah, i mean true. it was
0: it did show up later because they were showing all these scenes of once they roped it all off in that big vehicle that big you know it's like a big it's like a big armored brinks truck but it's all black
1: that is kind of true i mean because as i understand it there was a call of like gunshots and that's why the police came so i mean why do you have the armored car if you don't use it the one time you need it
0: yeah and and why wasn't it just out first first out and first there
1: yeah that is. why wasn't it the first responding
0: vehicle but it wasn't it was just a regular cop car that responded first to gunshots anyway whatever i'm sure that will all come out but
1: Yeah, it was weird too. There's this thing, I mean, I've always found, maybe this is callous of me, but I've always found this kind of cloying. This thing that uh, people do now on Facebook, where when there's an event like this, they mark themselves as safe. You know, like when that car thing happened in Toronto, like some of my friends were like, so-and-so has marked themselves as safe and it's like yeah no shit you're safe because there's you know just so your family won't worry about you and your friends it's like there's three million goddamn people in Toronto of course you're safe of course you weren't run over and I just I mean I guess it's well-meaning but it just seems weird to me and uh, a kind of similar thing happened with this Fredericton thing is this guy at the beaches because I've stayed there a couple of times so I kind of you know chat with the guy know him a little bit Oh, and he had to mail me my passport one time because I forgot it at his house.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy. So yeah.
1: so uh, I was really surprised to get a message from him on Airbnb, and he's like, hey, I heard about Fredericton. Are you all right? It's <laughs> <was> like, yeah, <laughs> first I'm, even there. yeah, I'm in Montreal, and I'm just, it's weird. That, at first, I was like, it's weird that he knows I'm from Fredericton, but then I remembered the he had to mail me the passport thing. And again, it's like, yeah, it's nice. It's a nice gesture, but... Of course I'm all right. Like it's just seems so stupid. <laughs> Such a weird thing to ask.
0: The same thing now this is a little off different. This is obviously not a shooting and serious a shooting, but when the flood happened. Right. Because we are we live across the street from the Saint John River, the people that oh my God, you got water in your basement, oh my god, how is it? Like Yeah, well we're high and dry, park's got water in it, but hey <laughs> didn't affect us at all amazing the number of people. I don't know what they what they thought. We had water up to our third floor
1: or what, but I suppose they were being thoughtful. Yeah, yeah. Is I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <only>? <laughs> I guess it does make us sound like jerks or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. It just seems... It's a little weird. It's like... I don't know. I guess it is just because society is just too big and too disconnected. Nobody knows what to do, so they're just like... Like, we're all powerless about all this stuff anyway, so I guess it just... It's a nice gesture, I guess, to check in with people and stuff, but...
0: Well, and of course, we had the big, uh, the big, almost like a state funeral for the two police officers this past weekend, and thousands of people, apparently first responders, came from all over the place. I don't know how many thousand nobody's ever actually said, but... Uh, but then you get all these civilian types who... Oh, I'm just so glad that I could watch it at the Willie O'Ree on their big screens or whatever. Like... Uh, it it's like, like 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 we didn't know these police officers we didn't know these two people that got killed and you know what I, I kind of take them from the other standpoint if they were my people that I was really close to I don't know I think I kind of maybe want a little bit of privacy a yeah, little bit of it
1: is very disingenuous for sure
0: you know so I could grieve and kind of get on with it or you know now a year from now if they wanted to have a great big hoopla memorial service okay, let's see who shows up at that. But right now, when it's just happening, everybody's oh, I'm just so, oh, I'm so concerned. I'm so worried. I'm just, the cops are just so wonderful. And like right now, the cops are so wonderful in this city. But the reality is they're no different than they ever were.
1: Right. It is a bummer, though, uh, the little bit that I learned about the two is that I guess the, the one guy, he was like kind of a lifer police officer. But as I understand it, the female officer, she only started like two years ago. So that's a bad roll of the dice for her. Yeah. That's a bummer.
0: But then, the, but then there's some questions about that. Apparently, it was her shift was over.
1: Oh really, Jesus! She
0: was supposed to sign off and go home. What the hell was she doing going off?
1: Okay. Right. <laughs>
0: just one, maybe one of those do gooder types that. Oh, I'll go with them. I'll go. You know, maybe. You know, we'll just, anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah. It's like you know, whatever. I guess. <laughs> it was so
0: dramatic, though. I had to turn off the radio there for i was at work on saturday and i was listening to the radio and then when that went the the big parade and the big spectacle it was like a spectacle when that started up, oh god i just had to shut it off
1: yeah it's uh it's eerie too just the way the news cycle works because uh I, I get most of my news from twitter where basically like all twitter is is just you just send short messages and it's it's like kind of cool for like stuff like the uh that uprising in egypt a few years ago and like you can just make these quick little communiques it's a neat thing but it really it's uh mostly just frivolous but it keeps track of i've got it set to canada so it's basically just if enough people talk about here's like the top 10 things that people are talking about and that's kind of how i get my news and it's usually just dumb shit like uh, there's a lot of traffic on Yonge Street today. Like, even though I don't have it set to Toronto, it's all Toronto news because that's all anyone cares about. So when Fredericton came up on the list, it's like, what the fuck? Like, that's never happened before. That, that can't be good. But then again, like, a day later, it's gone. It's just it's just gone. Then it was back a little bit for that, the, um, you know, the memorial, and then it's just gone again. Yeah, that's
0: right, because now the big news is the fires at British Columbia.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, I mean, it's still, I mean, to, like, crank it up to ultra creepy you know if you go to the states obviously the the u.s has 10 times our population and easily 10 times the craziness but i remember the last school shooting that happened in the states literally half a day later no one was talking about it anymore like they're just so done with it they don't even care anymore it's like it's nice that we're not quite at that point but it's all very similar it's like it sounds callous to not care but what the fuck is the point of caring (laughs) you know like what does it do it doesn't do anything. It's just like you can give a little lip service to how bad you feel, but no one really cares.
0: And really, those uh, anybody that gets, you know that has a tragic death, uh, you know, their lives are just as important as whether if you're a police or not police. The thing with the police and firemen, and you chose that job. It's a risk. It's a risky job. It's not like some poor sucker just walking down, okay, going to the restaurant in Danforth Street. Yeah. For a little outing.
1: I mean, I and guess... And,
0: oh, you're gone. I mean, one of those people that got killed was a 12-year-old girl. And the other one was a like, just a young woman, like she was, like, 18. And those people just walking down the street the day that the van owned, flew up onto the curb and decided to kill them and then drove down the road and flew up on the curb again. You know those people, like they weren't taking on a risky job; they were just walking on the sidewalk at noontime. time. Whereas, if you're if you're a police officer or you're going out to fight the fires in British Columbia, those are high risk jobs, and you choose to do them. So, you know, when something happens to you, I don't know why everybody's so. Oh my God! I can't believe that happened. Oh my God! Like, why not?
1: I guess uh, I guess the way I could see though the the side to that is. Is, I mean, you could argue that because they chose a dangerous job, that's what makes it not sad or just more brave or whatever, like more commendable, that it wasn't just random, they did put themselves in that situation. So I could see both sides of, yeah, it's like, eh, you know, we don't need to treat them like they're angels or anything, but it is, it is somewhat commendable that they chose a dangerous job.
0: Well, they get paid.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, sure, I guess. <laughs> I don't they're know. not
0: like, to me, a hero. Is, is somebody who, without any thought to themselves, okay, like you're going down the street and there's a burning building and there's somebody hanging out the upstairs window, and you're nobody, but you go in to rescue that person. But if you're a fireman, well, that's your job to go in there. If, if you're somebody who's out pack, packing your car and you're in the parking lot, which apparently is what was going on, and somebody k- shoots you, Okay. Well, when the cops arrive, they don't tend to get shot, but but you know what? That's their job to respond. So I don't know. The poor sucker that got wiped out just from packing his car, just being there, wrong place, wrong time. I don't know. His life is just as valuable.
1: I guess I do. I do see where you're coming from, but for me, I mostly I, I take it up one more notch. Like I do, kind of. I don't know. I guess because I've never had a problem with police officers and like firefighters or. I don't know they're they're just they're kind of cool to me I'm like all right cool you guys did that but if you take it up a step to like people in the military that's where I feel exactly like you feel I'm like What the fuck did you think was going to (laughs) happen? Like, how is that a hero? That's the worst fucking choice you could ever make to join the military. And what are you doing? You're just causing chaos in the world. Like, yeah. So, I mean, I do understand how you feel because that's how I feel about military. I guess
0: it's just a matter of degrees because uh, I kind of feel that way about police.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's mainly, I guess, what police kind of are. They are just sort of low grade military. And I I think it really comes down to situations. Like, I always remember when me and Ray would walk around because, you know, Ray is from Doomsday street, you know, the bad part of town or whatever. And he just has that look, you know, he has that look of a guy who wants to start trouble. Every time me and Ray walked through Devon, some police officer would slow down and just be like, Where are you boys going? But when I was by myself, that never happened once. So, you know, like when Ray is like fuck police officers, I'm like, Yeah, no no kidding, I understand why you feel that way. <laughs> you know, it all depends I guess. Just because I've never had a bad situation with police officers. But if if I ever had one, I'm sure it would probably only takes one, and you're just like, I don't know about these people. And I mean, I presume you've never had any particular run-ins with the cops, but I know, like, you know, obviously my brother has, and they, you know, they acted pretty shitty in that situation. So did he, though. I mean, everyone sucked, but but I could see how that could stick in your craw a little bit.
0: Yeah. It, well, and I've and I've seen them with other people who are kind of they they consider low life. You could just see the attitude. Yeah. You know. And then when somebody, like, okay, like, well, okay, it's happened to me. I've shown up on the scene and somebody says, oh, she's a lawyer. And you can just see the attitude change just like that. Right. I don't like that.
1: Right.
0: If you're going to be shitty. You should be shitty right across the board. Don't be a phony.
1: Yeah, there is something definitely somewhat suspect about, uh, like, the personality of a person that wants to be a cop. Just that, you know what's funny is, like, I've had that problem with, like, people who want to flex their authority the way police do. But for me, it's always bus drivers. I've had some bus drivers that I just wanted to punch in the fucking mouth. Because <laughs> they just got you know, for whatever reason, something well, I don't know, like like my, my bus pass expired overnight because I was working a graveyard shift and uh, I didn't realize. And I couldn't fucking believe that the guy wouldn't give me a bus ride. It's like, I was so mad at that guy. And and what does he care? Yeah, it's just, hey, here's my chance. Authoritar. Gotta do the rules. And yeah, that kind of personality is... Yeah. ...very frustrating. I remember Sometimes I Sometimes you
0: see it with, with in, in certain lawyers, especially young some young lawyers that are just out and about. And, it, and there's this, you know, this attitude, like that they're freaking, freaking shit hot. They talk down to people. Not all of them, actually. Mo- most most lawyers that I know are not like that. But every once in a while you get these ones that are, you know, like this, this attitude that they... They're just so much smarter and so much more superior than everybody else. And then when they find out that, okay, let's say that I'm a lawyer too. Oh, oh change.
1: So I guess too that's the other thing with something like a shooting. It's like I don't even know how to move on from there. <laughs> like any other dumb little anecdotes I've got are pretty, uh, pretty insubstantial compared to that. And I guess my uh, my laundry's probably going to be done soon. But I guess uh, just my only other thing that was going on was the mold in this airbnb i was at so i'm gonna give you the, the quick mold story yeah
0: yeah
1: <laughs> so yeah the, that was the thing too is like montreal i've found that all the places here i've stayed are really nice and they're all really inexpensive and it's uh it's just a nice place to stay as long as you book in advance so that was the thing with this this guy just sent me this message he only found out like when this previous tenant left he's like oh hey by the way we found mold in the bathroom and we're cleaning it up. So I hope you're not allergic or anything. Hopefully it won't be a problem. And I don't know, I've never been around mold. I know nothing about mold. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. I'm sure that's fine. So then the place, again, real cheap, like for over a month to stay here for a month and a week is like 550 or something, like a great deal. And the place is awesome. It's like this big, it's basically the whole bottom floor of this guy's house almost. It's like this big loft room with uh, like a bar and its own sink and its own bathroom and its own shower and it's it's fucking great I was like wow this is awesome what a nice find and then uh, just that night I before I went to bed I felt a sore throat and the next morning it was brutal and I started looking up stuff and it's like confusing because I can't tell what symptoms of mold really are like I guess it just makes you more susceptible to getting a cold really i think but i don't know see basically i could have just got a cold it could have just been coincidence but it happened so quick that i'm like i this must be the mold i mean it has to be so uh so i told the guy and he got a dude to come in and repaint the place but it was going to be a couple of days before the guy could come so i went and bought a bunch of those like masks that people wear when they're painting and stuff Uh and uh you know you can get like three of those masks for eight bucks at choppers drug mart so I'm just like staying out of the house as much as possible, waking up early, staying outside all day, going home late, basically just to sleep and to get out of there, wearing a sleep mask at night just so I would breathe in fewer spores, keeping the bathroom door closed all the time so I didn't use the shower for like a week. It was the, and, and it's still pretty hot here. This is the closest to homeless I've ever felt. And, and I basically just went through the process of having a cold that I assume was the mold, because then the guy finally got a dude to come in and paint over the mold with some mold killing paint and shit, and now I'm fine. But basically after a week, it just sucked. (laughs) It's just like, this is the worst. And uh, so much so that I was looking into other places, but because I was trying to book something not in advance, it's crazy expensive. And it's like, fuck, I just hope, (laughs) hope this mold thing works out. But that's all it took, really, was just waiting for them to repaint it and now everything's fine. Well, good. Yeah, it was When one of those you things go like,
0: to Toronto now, how much do you pay for that place?
1: Uh, so basically, I mean, because like Airbnb kind of does it by the day. So I think here, this place I'm at now, if I remember right, is like $19 a day, maybe $18. And in Toronto, it's like $29, 30 $31 a day. Oh, so, it's like double. Yeah, it adds up fast. <laughs> so it's a lot more expensive. But it's funny with the mold thing, because like just in the throes of it, where I'm sick anyway, so I feel shitty and I'm just trying to avoid going home because it feels like I'm going home to like a swamp full of poison gas and I'm putting on a sleep mask thing to try to sleep with this breathing apparatus on. In in the throes of it, I'm like, this is the worst. <laughs> like, what could be worse than this? <laughs> but then, as soon as it's over, I'm like, well, I guess it wasn't that bad. It was only a few days, really. But at the time, it felt dramatic. I was like, whoa, is me.
0: Well, they say that it it can be quite a serious respiratory problem, and then, you know, mold gets in, if it gets in your lungs, it'll yeah, it fills up all those little well, yeah. like emphysema fills up all those little pockets you have in your lungs that.
1: I think that's what was creeping me out too, is just trying to research it. It's like when you look up anything medical on the internet, you know, and you just, it's hard to, you know, to tell what's true and what's not. And yeah, the mold stuff, like there's all this stuff about the black mold, black, what's it called? Um, Toxic black mold. And that's like everywhere. They're all talking about the toxic black mold and like permanent health problems people get if they live in houses with the toxic black mold and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like scared. I'm like, this is horrible. Like, am I just in a poison cloud right now? But then I found another article that's like, there is no such thing as poison or toxic black mold. That's not even scientifically how mold works. It's not toxic, you know? And like, that's just a term that the news came up with to talk about mold. Cause it's like sh- grabs you and makes you scared and people read the headline. And then that article was like, yeah, it just makes you sick more. You'll just get sick more often. I mean, don't stay in it, but it's not going to ruin your life. So, uh, so once I read that, I felt better. I'm like, okay, I'm probably just overreacting to this. It's probably not that I'm not gonna be coughing for the rest of my life because I spent a week around some mold.
0: Now, where exactly is your is this place in Montreal? Like, like downtown Montreal, or
1: so? This one, it's at it's called Agrinol Park. It's at the end of. I was at the end of Cote Vertu station before. That's actually where I am right now. And uh, this one's at the end of Agrinol, so it's like the other. End of uh, of one of the You're other. You're at train the end lines. of the
0: line, are, are you? Like at the end of the subway line? Up.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, not only is the place great. Like I'm so glad that this mold thing worked out because not only is the place really nice, but uh, this Agronal Park is beautiful. It's this great big park. It's awesome, and I'm like a two minute walk away from the subway. Just great, and it's also cool because uh, it's by Monk Station, where when I first came to Montreal by myself last year, uh, that's where I stayed. Just coincidentally. And it's just this little quiet neighborhood that if there wasn't a subway there nobody would ever go there and uh, and just because that's the first place that I stayed when I came here on my own like it still kind of feels like my neighborhood a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah like this neighborhood I'm in now I remember because this is where Matt used to live so this is Matt's neighborhood and Monk's station is my old neighborhood sort of even though I was only there for three weeks but uh, yeah it's just just a cool place and man the more I walk around Montreal it's such a good city like I just keep adding to my knowledge basically like i'll just get off at a subway station and find my way to the next subway station you know till i can piece them all together on foot and yeah just i keep finding more and more awesome little places and and it's just so calm like uh what i noticed when brad was here visiting is we walked around like all day one day like everywhere and never ran into like significant traffic like compared to toronto toronto is a car city And it, it, like when you're on foot, it feels like the city doesn't want you to be there, you know? Where Montreal doesn't feel that way. Like when you walk around Montreal, it's like welcoming. It's like, yes, we're here for you, pedestrian. The cars can deal with themselves, but we we like that you're here. (laughs) And Toronto feels the opposite of that. sounds like you might
0: might go back there
1: if you ever yeah i mean i definitely want to try coming back when it's cold sometime just to see how bad it really is because uh i was here in the winter i've been here in the winter before but maybe give it like a solid month and just see how bad it really is it's probably pretty bad but oh yeah i was gonna say i guess the only other thing is once the mold situation died down that then you know it's like then i had a chance to recognize the background other issues with that house and it's a uh, it's funny it's this family from india and it's like a uh, like a mom dad and a kid who's probably like five or six a little girl and i think their uncle lives with them too and this kid is the loudest goddamn kid like i know me and mark had like tempers when we were kids but we weren't screaming all fucking day all the time (laughs) like i don't know what is wrong with this kid but it's just like 90 percent of this kid's communication is screaming at the top of her lungs and because she has an indian accent it just sounds different like it sounds like a klingon or something like i've never heard a person from india raise their voice in my life i've never heard it they're like famously calm even-keeled people so it's just like i've never heard that sound and it sounds like a little alien upstairs, just freaking the fuck out <laughs> all the time. It's really weird. It's you know a minor problem. I just keep earplugs in when I'm sleeping and stuff, but, but I swear to God, this kid is up until 10.30 at night screaming her head off. And then first thing in the morning, she's yelling and they're just like, what is, what is wrong, kid? What is the problem? And her little mild-mannered parents are just like mild-manneredly answering, but I don't know. There's something going on with that kid. Lord knows what. But I don't know. I just thought that was kind of funny because, like, I even remember um, when I was in New York, when Keith and Hemda used to do—they uh, used to do clown parties, you know. They'd be the clown who makes the fucking balloon animals and shit. And I remember them talking about going to families from India. How it was almost creepy, how quiet and calm everyone is, and how they always have like very light handshakes. And if they ever touch you, it's a very light touch. So for there to be this, this berserker kid in in the midst of that, like maybe they just don't know how to deal with it. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe she's got some mental issues. Yeah. I mean, it's like she has Tourette's or something. I don't know. Oh, and then this cracked me up too. When she is in a good mood and she's watching a DVD or something and she's singing, she sings, uh, she'll be coming around the mountain the most annoying fucking song (laughs) like can't someone get this kid a fucking Aladdin DVD or something like what the fuck is she watching some old cartoon where she'll be coming around the mountain in it (laughs) it's like this is unbelievable like even when she's in a good mood this is the most annoying kid that could ever be but anyway yeah that's just more that's more of a silly problem not a legit problem oh one other dumb little thing that just came to mind Just just another stupid little thing is there's this one coffee shop that i like to go to that's uh only old people go there for whatever reason it's by uh de l'eglise station and it's just me and a bunch of old people and i don't know i just find that kind of nice i just go there sometimes and uh and i always have my headphones in but then one time like you know a song ends on my mp3 player so i've got that little moment between songs where i can hear people talking and one of these super old ladies is like Well, you know, the Titanic did crash because of a human error. And I was just thinking, like, how fucking old are these people? Like, what? (laughs) This is what they talk about? (laughs) I don't know, that just seemed weird. Well,
0: they might have just watched something on the History Channel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, I was just like, I I heard a thing the other day that was, like, interesting about how history is not as far back as you think. Like, there's a guy in the 50s who uh, was interviewed on TV because he was nine years old in the uh, Ford Theater when Lincoln got shot. And it's, like, just weird to think that those two events happened so close together that this guy could be interviewed on TV. So, I mean, you know, I'm not saying these people were around for the Titanic, but I don't know, it just sounds like they're talking about ancient Greece or something. I'm like, what is happening? But that's that's pretty much it. That's all that's happened to me lately is... uh, Some old people said a funny thing, and my house had mold. But yeah, it looks like we've been going about half an hour, and uh, so my laundry is probably all dry. I should probably go clear it out.
0: Well, you be sure to check in with me again. I'm glad that whatever that was, they got it sorted, because uh, if you'd kept living in there, you probably would have started having headaches and...
1: Yeah, like if it had gone any further than it did, like I would have had to leave and, you know. About just, just would had to spend the money, I guess. But luckily, yeah, it all worked out, so it's fine. And I'm glad that we can mark you safe in the Fredericton uh, shootings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, I, do. I wasn't over on Brookside Drive. Uh,
1: there is always that little moment, lot. though. I mean, because Fredericton's not huge, but it's like what, like 60 70 thousand people now. There's that little moment where I'm just kind of reading the news. I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. And just for a second, I'm like. What if it's somebody I know? (laughs) Because, like, like when me and Dan walk around downtown, we always run into people that he knows more than me. But, you know, like, it's not that weird to know people in Fredericton. So there's that little moment where I'm like, I'd be pretty fucked up if it was somebody that I knew.
0: Oh, yeah, this is a small enough place that if you don't know somebody, you know somebody who knows somebody.
1: But it seems like this particular event is outside of our sphere. So, uh, hey, we're all good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and this could have just been, I don't
1: know, some...
0: Guy who maybe he was on drugs, maybe he spent all night watching video games where they had guns. Now why he would have to have a gun? But there again, nobody. It was a long gun. That's all they say. Well, what does that mean? Some assault rifle? Is it a rifle? It...
1: That's the weird thing too. Is like yeah, like when the story comes out, like it's not gonna be satisfying. It never is. Like you never get into the mind of Charles Manson and actually find anything interesting it's just like well whatever <laughs> some crazy guy who cares you know
0: yeah it's just gonna be somebody who maybe was a schizoid or you know, just a, I mean our, to me our, our biggest weird one was that one a number of years ago in Minto where uh, that Dupree kid went in and you know Shot off the guy's head Yeah, Some isn't, isn't that the one off the guy's head. They went through the American border with all these knives on them And nobody stopped them Because he had dual citizenship
1: Is that the one you gave me the book about Or am I thinking of a different one?
0: No, that's a, I, I've never had a book on that one That's not that many years ago that that happened I suppose it maybe five or six years ago
1: Yeah, actually I think that one might have passed me by I don't think I even heard about it
0: And you know, like when we say, you say, well, there's no shootings, well, there, okay, well, now Minto is a tiny little place, the place is closed down because it's got no jobs. There was a shooting out there just a couple of weeks ago. Somebody was killed. I think it was a domestic thing. So yeah, there's lots of that kind of stuff where people get shot. It's just, it's just, uh, it's not usual that cops get shot. But to me it would seem more reasonable the cops would get shot because yeah. they're <laughs> well,
1: That's true. <laughs> you know. That is the yeah it's the free economics thing is like yeah it's like, if you think about it it is more obvious. And it's one of those things too of like even even in like America the land of gun violence it's like one of those catch 22s of like we're more aware of violence because anytime anything bad happens within 2000 miles you hear about it but the reality is that everything is way less violent than it has ever been so I mean yeah you just kind of gotta not give too much credence to the news cycle because you know it's not really how it is
0: and, and and it's gotten so commonplace down there for it to be school shootings that it's like you, you know you don't just say oh yeah
1: again
0: like yeah. And, and that's terrible <laughs> that's a terrible way to react
1: that really but. does creep me out because I mean I'm I'm pretty well on the record for, like, I completely despise the school system. If I have kids, there's no fucking way they're going to public school. No way. There's no way ever. But it is like in America, it's like they've inadvertently kind of, they basically announced that they don't care. They're like, this is the system and we don't care that it doesn't work and we're not going to change and uh, there's just going to be shootings. (laughs) Like, you know, there's been so fucking many that they happen every six months on the dot. Like, and they just they honestly they don't care. Yeah, oh,
0: well, I mean, it's like it's like the big drama, like this stuff going on in Fredericton for a day or so. Big drama and then that's it. Move on. Six months later, uh,
1: again. I heard uh this is maybe conflating too many things but i heard this uh old george carlin stand-up bit that he did about this the education system in america and uh and he kind of made a good point where he's like why like what does it benefit the powers that be to actually have a properly educated populace like you want people just smart enough to run all the jobs and to keep everything moving but not smart enough to take you down <laughs> you know? and and maybe that's why school doesn't teach you how to balance a book and it doesn't teach you how to do anything normal and anything useful because they always want you know maybe they want you to be off balance and they want you to feel ineffective in life they just want you to keep things moving but not to ask too many questions and hey if there's some shootings and shit well psh, whatever <laughs> you know but it is extremely obvious that for whatever reason they don't care about the system they don't really want to overhaul it because like what better call to action is there than kids getting continuously shot like there's nothing better than that and it's still not enough so it's never going to happen which is where i really think it is just incumbent on parents it's each parent's individual responsibility to find something else to do with their kids, but if you send your kids to public school it's just negligent. It's so obvious that it's a bad idea. I was even thinking along those lines, I think one reason I kind of like Montreal and I like being amongst the French culture a bit is because that was the one time that school did work for me, you know? like. Like, I did the thing. It's like, alright, you go to the place, you follow the rules, you get rewarded. And, and I did, you know, I got all those little like, hey, exceptional, whatever, here, you, you had good grades, have a little trophy, here, have an award, all this shit. And it never happened again. <laughs> like, for the rest of my life, following the rules just got me kicked in the teeth, you know, like it never worked. So, uh, so I do have a sort of soft spot, I think, for just that French feeling of being back around that elementary school feeling. Not to get too fucking dramatic about it, but but that's what I was thinking about the other day.
0: Well, see, I, I think it happened when they started making the schools so big. They're just like big factories now.
1: Yeah.
0: And they've been that way for 30 years. And the joke about it is when I was taking my BED, which would be 40 years ago, the big schools in the States had been built in the 1950s. and The 1960s, they were just being started in the 1970s here at the same time that i was taking my bed we had this guy was an american professor and he was saying that they, they had failed the big schools had failed in the states and yet here we blindly went ahead and kept created the big mega schools
1: yeah I remember. and they are a
0: failure they are a failure because nobody knows who anybody else nobody is there
1: yeah it was like weird for me specifically because uh You know, my junior high I feel like was a pretty good size, but I just had a bad time there and got bullied around and shit and I hated it. But then when I got to high school and that school, you know, whatever it was at the time, 2,500 people or something, real big school. And it was a weird feeling because I'm like, well, okay, I mean, this isn't worse, like I'm not getting bullied anymore, so that's better but nobody notices me or cares at all. Like, it's not worse, but it's not better, <laughs> you know? It's like, what is, what is this new problem? Like, what is happening? Even the
0: junior high that you went to was too big because they had they had determined from these studies in the states that elementary schools should be no more than 300, which is, well, yours is much smaller than that because it's French Immersion. Junior high school should be somewhere between 300 and 500, and high schools should be somewhere between maximum 500 and 700. Well, you were going to a school, a high school that was three times that size, and you were going to a junior high school that was like twice as big. That's what they should have been. Yeah, well, I but the guess. The joke was in the nineteen seventies when there are all these reports coming out of the states how those mega schools were a complete failure, and yet, man, we were we went right in, we went right ahead. And at the time that that was happening, what they were doing with some of the mega schools there was breaking them down to make... Okay, because they had these big infrastructures. So they what they were doing in some of them was making, like, smaller... Like, maybe yeah, in so a I school like that, you'd have three schools within a big school, within a mega school. So, every, you know, it'd be a little bit of school spirit. Everybody knew who you were, you know, that kind of stuff. But, no, we just, we just blindly here in New Brunswick went ahead and built those mega schools.
1: Yeah, it's really <laughs> and I know
0: I myself from teaching in a fairly big school, which was not as big as what yours was, it was like 1300, and FHS at that time was, was over 3000 Right. Uh, you know you could hardly get to know those kids, it was like teaching in a factory
1: yeah, it's not coincidence I think that things went better in elementary school when I was just in that one little basically it was the same, same class for six years and yeah. yeah, that
0: was almost like being in a private school, that thing
1: yeah, pretty much And it's, I mean, it clearly works better. I still think kind of fundamentally the way school works doesn't work, but at least when it's small, it works better. That's for sure. It's funny too, just like when you get into, I mean, at least like Fredericton high school doesn't have, you know, metal detectors and stuff. Like once you get up to that level, I really don't know what parents are thinking, like that they could ever think that there's any value to sending your kid to a place that needs a metal detector. Or where they have drills now about school shootings, like as if it's a 1950s bomb drill. Like it's... it's so insane because when you... I mean we've all been to high school, when you look back on it and you add up what you learned, it's like it fills a thimble. It's nothing. I've learned more from just watching YouTube in my spare time than I learned in high school. I don't know I don't know what people think they're getting, or that kids are getting out of this. I just... I don't. I, maybe if they're looking at it like a babysitting service, like... That's more cynical, but at least that makes sense. You know, that's something I could understand. I don't know. That's one thing I've noticed. This is also getting getting pretty esoteric, I guess. But this, you know, this whole past year, I've just spent a lot of time by myself, you know, just hanging back, observing, you know, whatever. And, uh, and yeah, I think people are just way more... Um, I don't know how to put it. It's not insulting, but they're just little animals. They just follow follow the little patterns do the little thing they're supposed to do like it's not even that people choose not to be independent they just can't they just aren't that that is not what they are (laughs) so i mean like probably the idea of breaking from convention and like not sending your kid to school it just they just wouldn't do it if they don't do anything else in their stupid life (laughs) you know to break the pattern they're not going to do that But in a way, it's like, I mean, that's like an insulting thing to say about people, but it kind of makes me uh, less mad at them in a way. Because I'm like, yeah, you guys can't, you can't help it. You're just tribal ape people that know how to talk to each other. You're not so great. (laughs) They
0: don't even know
1: how to talk to each other, though. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, like this sort of North American idea of, uh, you know, being a, a radical individual and forging your own path. It's a nice thought for the Elon Musks of the world, but that's not what people are, that is not. Or like Ayn Rand used to get so like disgusted by people and angry at them, but it's like, okay, so you're an individual, sure, but you're one in a million, you're not these people. This is not what people are. But then that sends me down the other creepy route of like, I'm like, okay, so people can't look after themselves, they can't make their own decisions. So I guess we just gotta tell them what to do. <laughs> like I don't know what other option there is. So that's creepy on the other side. Well, you get the leaders and you
0: get the followers, and most people are followers.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, it's, again, it just makes sense. I mean, we're in this weird world now, but if we were in a tribe, it would not be valuable for everyone to be going off doing their own thing. That would be a calamity. We would all die. So, of course, people are like this, you know. It's like, it's just how they are. I guess it's just up to us, to uh, <laughs> those of us with our fucking heads above the water, to figure something out but i don't know what
0: and who's gonna listen
1: anyway yeah exactly you gotta yeah, figure something out for ourselves i guess is what i meant <laughs> not for them they can deal with themselves they, the, the system seems to be working pretty well for everybody so let them just continue to grind it up but anyway on that creepy note i guess uh I guess I should go do, and do what everybody laundry. else
0: doesn't take your laundry out of the machine
1: <laughs> yeah exactly All right, well, it's good to talk to you, and I'll probably talk to you again when I'm in Toronto in September.
0: Okay, all right.
1: I'll give you the pre-birthday call, the birthday era, or whatever. All right, well, I'll talk to you next month. Talk to you later. Okay, Okay. bye.
0: Bye Bye-bye.